The truth is, unless you let go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. Steve Maraboli. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, we are going to be talking all about forgiveness. I don't think I've ever done a podcast episode fully on this before, but it's something that's been on my mind quite a bit lately, or I guess it's been popping up in ways that I didn't even mean for it to kind of become a theme in my life, but here we are talking about it because it is. Just recently, I've been thinking a lot about forgiveness, whether it's with other people or with myself. And so the more and more I've, you know, just been thinking about it and like meditating on it and really diving deep with it, the more I've realized how much forgiving I guess I really have to do and and have done, but definitely still have to do. And how much that I think it's a good topic for us to talk about because I know just recently, a couple of weeks back, we did one on sticking up for ourselves. But I think once we know that we are comfortable with ourselves or once we know that we're standing our ground and we're owning our truth and we're being ourselves, there's something that comes out of forgiveness, whether it is for yourself or other people that allows us to take our lives one step further and no longer be holding any kind of dead weight in our lives. And so that's why I think it's super important to to constantly just check in with ourselves and see if we're maybe holding resentment, maybe even subconsciously for things that we haven't let go of or haven't forgiven and thus giving ourselves the ability to do so, so we can move on with our lives. So let's jump in, shall we? So when it comes to forgiving other people, I feel like this is one that we all tend to have more issues with than we really think. I don't know, maybe I'm kind of generalizing, but I feel like there's a lot of situations I can think of off the top of my head even where there's scenarios or situations that are long gone, like long over, but there's still a lot of people holding resentment and a lot of forgiveness that hasn't been made yet. And it's got me thinking, like, why do we find it as human beings so hard to forgive one another? Like when we make mistakes, when we screw up or when someone's kind of done us wrong, it can take longer than it usually, I would say, needs to for us to like get over it and forgive other people, you know? And I don't say that in a way that I think that it's simple or easy to just forgive anything that's happened, anyone that's done us wrong, especially if it was like someone you love, someone that was close to you, someone that really, really did you wrong. I mean, there's scenarios, again, I can think of off the top of my head where those cuts are super deep and it's not the easiest thing to just one day up and be like, okay, I forgive this person and I'm going to move on with my life. I think that it's a lot deeper in terms of how rooted it gets into who we are as individuals and how it affects our daily living and our daily lives. I think that the hardest kind of forgiveness to give is the ones where we maybe never really received an apology. There's a lot of situations in my life where I have held on to more resentment than I'm proud of. And maybe like I said earlier, even subconsciously, I just never really fully forgave a situation, mostly because I never really got the apology I was looking for. And so instead of confronting that situation or letting myself kind of digest the emotion that came with that situation, I just kind of put it off and tucked it away, like deep into the metaphorical closet of my brain, never to be seen or touched again. But the problem with that is the more and more I embrace or learn or evolve in learning about 
energies and learning about how we are so affected by the things that we think, by the belief systems we have, by the perspectives we take on the world. The more and more I realize that we can't keep all of these skeletons in our closet as if they don't exist. And a lot of the times I think that when we hold resentment and anger, it usually is the kind that stems from apologies we were never really given or situations that were never really confronted. Because I think we can all agree that when somebody actually owns up to something and apologizes for it, even if we aren't, you know, fully over it ourselves, it's really hard not to say it's okay or not to give, you know, that sense of forgiveness. But when we aren't confronted with those apologies, when somebody has really hurt us or really done us wrong and we don't get that I am so sorry or that, you know, recognition in somebody else that they have really hurt you in some way, it can be really hard to give that forgiveness and let go of whatever it is that becomes knotted into our innermost beings. And so the whole issue of not getting an apology is definitely, I would say, one of the biggest issues or reasons as to why we as individuals tend to hold on to more resentment than we probably should. And I mean, depending on what kind of forgiveness we're talking about here, it could be anything from someone just having a bad day and maybe saying something that wasn't so nice to deep traumas that happen in our lives that cut really, really deep and really hurt. And either or, I think that given any situation, we have to find a way to forgiveness. We have to find a path to forgiveness. And it might not always be easy and it might not always be fast and quick. But I think that as long as we're working towards forgiveness, then we're working towards releasing ourselves from that sense of burden and weight. Now, forgiveness also isn't easy if the hurt that we receive starts to affect our everyday life. So this is the type of forgiveness I'm talking about that might be rooted to some more traumatic events or situations that really set us off on a different course. Like for instance, and we'll get into this in just a moment, but one person in particular that I have spent a great deal of my life kind of working through the relationship with is my mom. And it's one of those situations where that is one for sure that there isn't really any kind of like confrontation of the situation or multiple situations where, you know, that there is an apology or that there is this ability to explain how someone's actions have maybe affected you or have morphed who you are or have created roadblocks for you further along in your life or as time has passed. And so when we start to get older and we start to see how things have maybe began to take form in our lives, I think that this is definitely for those types of forgiveness or those types of situations that we maybe haven't faced head on from when we were kids. We start to see how these types of overall, I feel like I've been saying the word resentment a lot, but resentment, it starts to actually affect how we are as individuals and as humans and as people. And for me in particular, I remember there was a good chunk of time in my life where I had zero contact with my mom. And I thought, or I was told myself at the time that it just came from the fact that I had accepted that it just is what it is. We aren't close. And I just don't, really have time or space for this relationship in my life. But I think what it really was is I just didn't even want to think about it. I just didn't even want to confront that situation. And like I mentioned, in the more recent months of my life, I've really been trying to like dig deep into my psyche, if you will, um, and pull forth any kind of emotion that's been resting there that I haven't fully felt no matter how long ago it stems from. And in doing so, a lot of the things that have been boiling up and a lot of the emotions that have been boiling up are anger. And it's anger towards 
situations that I didn't realize are connected or that I had made the connection to, but that come from, you know, things that happened when I was younger and things that happened when I was little and how it's affected who I am today. And seeing that now and and almost like holding it out in front of me so I'm able to look at it and give it a 360 point of view. I'm able to see now why I got angry. Even if I, I wasn't allowing myself to feel that anger, there was anger there because it affected me and it changed how I was as an individual given, okay, I'm about to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but given that I also believe everything happens for a reason. So maybe it didn't change me at all. Maybe it morphed me into exactly who I was supposed to be. But I think sometimes our brains don't always work that way. And sometimes our brains don't always see things that way. So there is definitely a phase of my life that I started to build up a lot of anger that I didn't allow myself to feel because I would be struggling with things like mental health, whether it was panic attacks or anxiety or deep bouts of depression. And I would think I would not feel this way if this didn't happen. If X, Y, Z didn't happen way back when, I wouldn't be like this. Or if this person wasn't my role model, would I have been dealt with better tools of how to deal with these things? And looking at life that way, I think for one, isn't always very easy to do because it's almost kind of like playing a really mean trick on yourself and believing that things could ever be another way. But it also stimulated a lot of never digested anger in myself that I just kind of tucked away in a far corner of my mind and never touched again for years and years up until recently where I've actually started to almost like release the pressure valve and allow a lot of those emotions to be felt and digested and worked through. Again, it's almost kind of like that wondering what if, like what would have happened if this didn't happen? And how would my life change if this person didn't do me wrong? Or even just if we were to talk in more simple terms, how would my day change if this person didn't cut me off? Or if that person didn't say something so mean to me, like if I wasn't faced with any kind of adversity or whatever kind of adversity came from this other person, this other individual, what would happen? That what if, it almost kind of, what's a good metaphor for this? I'm trying to think, give me a moment here. It's almost like if you were to take the anger and then put it on top of a, like a a burner of the oven, that was a horrible metaphor. Basically what I'm saying here is that that what if, that what might've happened if this didn't happen or this person is to blame for the reason that this is the way that it is, is almost like adding gasoline to the fire. That's a way better metaphor. There we go. It is like burning it tenfold. Not to mention, I also think it's hard for us to forgive people if we're still healing from those wounds. And like I just mentioned, we're going to dive more into this in a moment here, but um, I, I really did. I kind of had my my mind set on making this podcast four different sections, and I wasn't going to tie into this until the second section, but it's just so relative here. When it comes to healing from the wounds, like I mentioned, I've recently been calling forward a lot of just emotions that I've never truly felt. And as I'm almost nursing and healing those wounds, I'm working on my forgiveness and it's very much like a give and take. It's very much a, some days I find it really easy and some days I'm a little bit more upset about it and I'm a little bit more confused by it. But the more and more that we heal from the wounds, the easier and easier it's going to get to forgive other people. And, you know, it can be really difficult to do so if we just don't understand. We don't know why things happen the way they do and we never will know why. I think that a lot of it, even though we are kind of the instruments, I think a lot of it comes from the universe and energy and or God, whatever you believe in, but there is some sort of 
play here. There is some sort of everything happens for a reason or some sort of there's always a good in every situation. And a lot of the times I think the adversity that we face is kind of put in our path for a reason. It's put there so we can learn something. It's put there so we can grow by it. It's put there so that we can learn from it. And if we didn't have that type of adversity, even if it was literally just someone being super rude to you and saying some one-off comment that just set you off for the day, it's still teaching you something, whether it's how to just let things roll off your back or how to work on your confrontational skills. No matter what, I think that any kind of resistance pushback or any kind of wrongdoing, especially at the hands of somebody else, as hard as it can be to see and as hard as it can be to understand, it is happening for you, not to you. And I think, again, last but not least, the last reason why we don't tend to always forgive everybody or forgive other people, sorry, is that we don't necessarily think we need to. I mentioned this multiple times now, but the whole tucking things away in our metaphorical mind closet, it's almost like you think, okay, if I just turn this off, if I just like numb this out, if I just pretend this didn't affect me, even if we don't realize we're doing it, because like I mentioned, when I turned that off, that whole avenue of my life that I just was like, yeah, that never affected me. Or even when I was little, it it didn't really seem to bother me. I think I just got really good at a young age at telling myself that I didn't have to deal with said situations. And so I had almost trained myself into believing that that was just an area of my life that even though other people were like, wow, that seems like it would be really hard or, oh, like you don't have a close relationship with your mom. Like I couldn't imagine that. I would always be like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Like I I don't really care. I'm not really affected by it, but I had just gotten really good at not being affected by it. That didn't mean that I actually wasn't affected. And so in all, I think that it can be really hard to forgive people and forgive others when we just turn it off or when we don't get those apologies or when we don't understand why something has happened. But there's this quote that I had heard once, and it's it's always stuck with me, that forgiveness isn't always for other people. It's mostly for ourselves. And that might sound selfish, but realistically, what that's trying to say is, is that sometimes we need to forgive other people not to let them off the hook, but to let yourself off the hook. Because when we don't, when we hold on to that resentment, when we continue to berate ourselves with the same misunderstandings, the same, why did this happen? The same, how dare you? How could you? Then we only weigh ourselves down more and more and keep ourselves further away from feeling light. So like I mentioned, I mean, this topic today doesn't just come from a random place. I'm dealing with this recently with myself. And I I started seeing a therapist almost a year ago. It was a year ago last summer. And we've slowly but surely chipped away at things that I didn't even realize I was holding back or tucking away in my closet of minds, as we've already discussed. But the more and more we chip things away, the more and more comfortable I get with the uncomfortable and the more I'm able to confront and look and pull out emotions that I've never let myself feel. And the biggest one for me, I I would say, is most definitely the relationship I do have with my mom. Because I think the reason why is being a female myself. And I believe so wholeheartedly in the power of women. I think that a lot of the times we tend to look to our same gender role model when it comes to dealing with things in our lives. And I never really had that. I had my older sister and God bless the fact that I did, but, and I I don't even know how she would have made it through without, you know, having that older sister to have for herself. But I was so lucky that I did have my older sister at times in my life, but we weren't always close. And so it became one of those things that 
the older I got, the more I just told myself I didn't need that sense of a role model. I didn't need that connection. I didn't need that nurturing and that, I guess, sense of emotional comfort because I was really close with my dad. But there are things that you just can't get from your dad. You know, there's just womanly things that you almost need from a mother role or from a female like role model. And the more that I have accepted that it actually affected me more than I was willing to admit, the more that I'm able to digest that emotion and learn to forgive my mom for basically not having the relationship that as much as I hate to admit it, I think that I secretly always wanted or wouldn't have mind having, I guess. Because to say I secretly always wanted it would be to say that I felt like it was missing out of my life. Like I mentioned, I do think I I got really good at acting like it didn't bother me. But it wasn't like it was this big gaping wound that was always there, this big hole that I felt like I needed to fill. It was always just in fleeting moments, whether it was trouble with a guy or just anything body-wise, anything that came from going through puberty, anything that came from heartbreak, anything that came from even just doubting myself or you know, not feeling good enough. Those are things that a lot of the times as humans, we're usually most prone to turn towards our mothers for that, for that nurturing, I will take care of you, you will always be enough feeling because that's what mothers do, right? Like you are almost in a way grown inside of your mom and then they give birth to us and then they sit there and they nurture us and they hold us close to them and they they are like the first year of our lives and that is when we learn how to root how to stabilize how to feel secure and when i would go through phases of my life that I felt very insecure. It was really hard during those phases not to have that motherly role. So how exactly am I learning to work through that forgiveness? So the first part that came from me chipping away at this forgiveness that I am working on with my mom came from when I was meditating. And I was just thinking about emotions that I haven't felt, calling anything forward that wanted to come forward. And that sounds kind of crazy. Every time I talk about my meditations with you guys, I'm always like concerned that someone's going to be like, this girl is nuts. But it really isn't as corny or as weird as it sounds. I just, I'm sitting there with my eyes closed and I'm breathing and I get myself to a place that I'm not really thinking too much. And then I just call forth any emotion that wants to be felt. And the first one that came forward, I mean, on this given day was definitely this sense of forgiveness for my mom, but it came in a new way. It came in a way that wasn't necessarily through me. It was almost kind of through her and loosen the reins that I had on why things had happened or why our relationship was the way it was. And instead I started to see that maybe this all stemmed from something long before I ever existed. You were to picture a big body of water, whether it's an ocean or a lake or whatever, that's like emotion sometimes that is almost too deep for us to feel. So we tend to stay away from it, but it's almost like when we allow ourselves to feel it, we step closer and closer to it. And just being around somebody that's going through a rough time, it's almost like I can feel it in my own bones. So I think a lot of the times too, I I tend to keep a long distance or a far distance from anyone who I know that is really, really struggling that I can't help them. It was the first time I had ever felt what that would feel like through her eyes. I looked at almost like as if I was a mother myself, what my relationship was like with my daughters in doing so and putting myself in those shoes and trying to see it through that perspective. And again, this is not through her words. This is just through me kind of like in my own mind going into someone else's shoes or situation and wondering what that would feel like for me. And if I was in that situation, I know that that's how I would feel. I would feel so confused and uncertain, questioning all the ways that it's affected me. But how has this affected 
this person. And that's not something that's always easy for us to do to ask ourselves, okay, how did that affect this other person involved in this situation? I think it's a slow process and it's almost like a dance, you know, you kind of get closer to forgiving somebody and then you get further away from it when it's something that is definitely bigger and harder than just someone kind of doing you wrong on a, on a random day, you know, when it's something that's a bit more traumatic, when it's something that's a bit more deeply rooted or something that's gone on for a longer period of your life. If it's someone that was not showing up for you or being there for you in the way that you needed them. It is very much like a dance. It's getting one step closer, two steps back, one step closer, one step closer, and then another two steps back. It's like this weird, funny little thing we do where we all dance around each other. And it's harder to do so if there isn't any confrontation or any apology and not really an ability to do so. And I say that in the sense of like, you might be dealing with somebody that you can't have those kinds of conversations with because that sense of consciousness or that sense of, I guess, self, self-evaluation self and self-realization might not be there. And so you can't necessarily say, hey, this is how you affected me or I didn't really like that this happened because it just gets nowhere. It's almost kind of like yelling at a brick wall or not even yelling, just talking to a brick wall. So it can be really hard to do that. And I guess the way that we have to look at those types of situations when it comes to forgiveness is that hate or resentment only holds us down. I miss thinking about my family as a place of warmth. When I grew up, I definitely did. I was very proud of my family. I felt very secure with my family. And even though it wasn't perfect under the roof that we were living in, there were still golden sunshine, happy memories, you know? For me, holding on to this resentment and this anger for so many years, it's been like eight or nine years now, has stopped me from being able to look at my family and feel that same sense of happiness of warmth. Whether or not anybody else in the situation ends up going through the same process, I knew that for me to heal as an individual, I had to heal all my wounds, including the ones that may have been inflicted by somebody else. And those wounds in particular are ones that I'm healing and letting go of so that I can look at my family and my core and my community and what's supposed to be my first sense of security and feel warm again. Maybe I won't ever get that acknowledgement or that apology that I wanted, but I can give it to myself. I can allow myself to zoom out of the situation and almost zoom out of who I am as an individual and look at it from an outsider's perspective and say what I would say to the person that is going through it AKA myself. And in a way, it turns out that I'm kind of forgiving my mom in this situation, but also just everything that happened with my family for me, not necessarily for her or so that we can all, you know, let it go because I think that that's just too complicated. It's too tangled of a web, but we have to start with ourselves first. And not only that, especially, especially, especially for anyone out there listening that might be dealing with a type of individual who doesn't have that sense of self-realization or maybe just doesn't have it in them to confront a lot of the pain and hurt that's happened, just know that when you forgive them, you almost give them more space to forgive themselves. And that is such a gift to give somebody, especially if this person has done you wrong. And the sense of light and empowerment that you will get from that is huge. Before we take a quick break, I just want to say too that I'm not saying this in the sense of forgiving and just forgetting. You don't have to forget, but we have to forgive or else it will weigh us down and it will change who we are and it'll inflict so much more pain in future situations because of how it skews our belief system. If we aren't able to let go of the things that have, you know, gone wrong in our lives, especially at the hands of other people, then we're never going to be able to learn how to trust. We're never going to be able to feel 
that sense of light and warmth again. And not only that, I, I truly do believe that we're never going to be able to feel optimistic about types of situations that include other people. We won't be as trusting of other people. So even if you don't get that apology, even if you still don't understand, and even if you can't forget what happened, you don't have to. I still think we should all try and at least take little baby steps towards forgiveness. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, so forgiveness isn't always with other people. Let's talk about how hard it is to forgive ourselves. I think that there's a lot of reasons why we also tend to struggle with this. For instance, maybe we just don't want to face what we've done. Perhaps we think we've done nothing wrong at all. We like to blame other people. We're afraid to admit that we've made any kind of mistake. We doubt ourselves and our intentions. We believe the worst of ourselves. We assume that we will mess up all over again. We think there's no going back. We assume that everyone else is thinking the worst about us. We're afraid of what it might mean to actually stop making ourselves pay. There are so many reasons why we continue to basically make ourselves suffer the consequences of the same mistake over and over and over again without ever forgiving ourselves. And I think that it definitely comes from a place of confidence or lack thereof and a place of, again, self-doubt and trying to keep ourselves almost protected from ourselves. There's a lot of times that we might not always be our best or highest selves. There's a lot of times where we might make a big mistake where we make a choice that wasn't necessarily the best choice or the right choice. And there ends up being some uglier consequences. And it can be really hard to face those types of consequences, but even more so to face what we've done wrong with humility. It's a lot easier to just pretend that we didn't mess up, to blame someone else for the reason why we chose what we chose, or to basically just make ourselves pay for it and berate ourselves and tell ourselves how horrible of people that we are. And all three of those options only make for more pain and more just weight to carry around on this earth. I get that it isn't always the easiest thing in the world to face what we've done wrong, to face where we've gone wrong, and to ask ourselves how we could do better. It can be really hard to do that without, like I mentioned, basically 
filling ourselves with so much self-doubt that we're afraid we're going to mess up again? Are we afraid that we don't have it in us to ever make the right decisions or to just turn away from it, ignore it, and almost turn towards our ego because our ego will cushion us and make us feel so great and find all the other reasons why it wasn't our fault. And then we end up making the same mistakes over and over again. And that changes who we are. Forgiveness is a two-way street, but when it comes to forgiving yourself, it is full steam ahead. You have to find the way to forgive yourself no matter how hard or how bad you think you've screwed up. You don't have to forgive yourself for every little tiny thing you've done wrong in your life. This is something that I've also learned through therapy is that a lot of the times when you heal one wound, any wound that was similar to it might start healing in its own way. You don't have to go through and rip open every single bruise or cut that you've inflicted from all the bad choices or all of the mistakes that you've made. For each mistake that you heal, another mistake that may have been similar might start to heal without you even knowing it within your subconscious. But forgiveness can only come when we really look at things from an objective standpoint, from an objective point of view. I mentioned earlier that I've been doing this thing where while I'm meditating, I basically call forth any emotion that wants to be felt. I do this because I, for the longest time in my life, have, I guess, been known to be very unaffected by things. Like if you ask a lot of my friends and family, I think that they would agree where there's been a lot of situations that happened in my life or have happened in my life. And I'm just like totally a-okay about it, like almost too okay with it. It kind of comes from this place of just being like, oh, yep, not going to think about that. Just going to turn that off. I'm not mad at myself or angry or resentful that I didn't deal with these emotions sooner. I am only just learning the lessons from them now, but I think that they're lessons that basically needed to come forth at this exact point in my life. So no matter what or how long or how far gone your mistake is that you might be thinking of or something that you've really held on to for a long time that you've maybe never forgiven yourself for, no matter how far away it is, no matter how tucked away it is in your subconscious, you're allowed to forgive yourself for it now. And this can even be as simple as forgiving yourself for sleeping in today or forgiving yourself for not going to the gym last week or forgiving yourself for not sticking through something that you said you wanted to do. These little things that we end up basically berating ourselves for and feeling horrible about end up building up in our psyche. They end up building up into our subconscious and they end up changing our perspective of ourselves. So start your healing process now, but know that when you heal and when you learn, you are allowing yourself the chance to try again, to start over again, so that if you're ever confronted or faced with a similar situation, you might be able to choose better. And just know that even if you don't choose better, you have all the room for the same forgiveness in yourself at a future time, even if it's moments after it passed. So how exactly do you forgive yourself? Like I mentioned, and I'll explain this in more depth right now, in case you guys want to do this little meditation project, you know, in your own spare time, but I'll be meditating and I will take my deep breaths. I'll kind of get into a zone and that usually takes a few minutes. However you do your meditation is totally cool. Just kind of get into your groove and get to that point where you're not really thinking about a lot of, you know what I mean? Like you kind of have anchored your focus. And once you are anchored in your meditation, just call forth anything you need to feel or anything you need to forgive yourself for. And this works with other people too. This works with forgiving someone else, forgiving any kind of emotion, forgiving any kind of situation that you think you may have been holding on to, or maybe you completely forgot about. You'll be surprised the things that pop into your mind. 
And then once you have it, look at it almost like you're pulling it out of yourself and staring at it in your own two hands. Turn it this way, turn it that way. Look at it from every single perspective, analyze it, and then ask yourself, what did this teach me? Because if you can actually pinpoint a positive in any situation, it becomes so much easier to forgive that situation. So what did it teach you? Even if it just taught you, okay, I know now that this situation or this person or whatever is no longer something I need in my life. Whether it taught you, okay, now I know that I'm not very good at time management. Okay, now I know that I might need to talk to someone on the outside to hold myself accountable for the hobbies or the habits that I'm trying to ingrain in my life. Whatever, no matter how big or small, it taught you something. And if you can't find what it taught you, then maybe it is time to deal with that resentment or talk about that forgiveness with somebody else so they can give you that fresh perspective you might be missing. But either way, if you can pinpoint a positive notion that came from any kind of adversity that came in your life, you change your whole belief system around it, which allows you that space and that grace to be like, okay, now I can forgive this and let it go. And when I say let it go, I mean like actually like Take a deep breath in, and when you breathe out, whether you say it inside your mind or say it out loud, heck, whatever, float your boat, but just literally be like, release, or I release this, and you will feel that weight melt off your shoulders no matter how small it was. I think that, and I mentioned this in the little list as to why we might not be so good at forgiving ourselves, sometimes it's really hard to forgive ourselves because we're afraid of what it might mean if we have nothing else to feel bad about ourselves for. We have gotten so good at listing all the things that are wrong with us, listing all of our imperfections, listing all the things that we don't do right, all of the mistakes we made, and basically only seeing the pessimistic point of view of who we are. And if we were to let that go, what would that mean? It would mean that we would have to actually show up for ourselves, that we would have to actually start making the right decisions for ourselves, start loving ourselves like wholeheartedly, not just loving our ego. And I think that that can be really daunting if you've spent a long time in your life resenting yourself, if you spent a long time in your life not feeling completely great about who you are, but you are all you have. You might go through your whole life spending so much time feeling happy for outside sources. But if you can't get to that root of feeling happy within who you are, then there's a big piece of how it feels to be whole missing. And I think that we all deserve to feel that piece, but we won't unless we forgive ourselves and we stop resenting ourselves and we stop believing all these horrible things that we say and think about ourselves. Forgive yourself for whatever it is that you think you've done. Forgive yourself for all the ways that you think you aren't good enough and show up for yourself in a way that you don't have to love all your imperfections. You don't have to love the mistakes you made, but if you can find what you learned and you can see how those imperfections or those little things or those little quirks make you unique, then you can start to be your own. I I mean, it's corny, but your own best friend in the sense of, you know, when you, you have that best friend, that's just your biggest cheerleader, like a guy breaks your heart or someone just hurts you in some kind of way. And they just have your back right away. Or you're feeling down one day and they just remind you of all of the amazing things you've done. Like you need that within yourself to fully be able to reach your highest potential while living this life on this earth. So forgive yourself, stop making yourself pay all over again. And even though it might be a daunting thought of what life would be like if you weren't always berating yourselves with all the ways that you think you're not good enough, it can be an uncomfortable feeling to no longer have anything to think so horribly about 
for yourself, but just accept that it's going to feel weird. Sometimes new experiences, even if it's as simple as the new experience of learning how to just be content with yourself, just accept that it's a new experience, accept all of the wide range of emotions that's going to come from embracing this new experience of forgiving yourself and seeing what that new space allows and seeing what comes into your life now that you've given yourself that new space. All right. So, I mean, if you guys have been listening to my podcast for long enough now or have watched any of my YouTube videos at this point, you know that I will shamelessly divulge how I'm actually feeling about even just my own self-reflection in a way that is oftentimes very, very cringily honest. But I think that talking about it, if anybody else was talking about it and I heard it, I would be like, thank God I'm not the only one that thinks like this. So here I am and I'm going to explain to you guys how I'm personally learning to forgive myself at the moment. I think that, you know, like I mentioned, I'm going through a big process of also learning how to forgive my mom for an apology that I've never received and for the way that our relationship turned out in this life. And a lot of that is coming with also being able to forgive myself because there was this time where I had this like crazy book idea. It was when I was living at my old apartment where one night I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to write this book that's called I Am Her because one of my biggest fears, and I've gone through and talked about this too with a lot of even just therapy I did like in like high school and such is one of my biggest fears was basically repeating the same mistakes that were showcased to me growing up and turning into, I guess, a version of myself that would have been similar to not, I don't want to say my mom because I love my mom. I want that very well known that I do not think my mom is a bad person, but I think that there is a side of her that she lives through that is safe for her. It's become her safety net. And I guess one of my biggest fears in life is doubting myself or becoming so uncomfortable or becoming so afraid of life that I allow myself to constantly show the world my safety net and that only and not really reach my full potential and not really push through that adversity to grow and to feel what it's like to be strong and to be weak. I guess in terms of learning how to forgive myself, a lot of it is coming from forgiving my mom because I think that the things that I need to forgive myself for are the same things that I'm almost angry at her for. And that is why it is, even though I get a little worried sometimes talking about this online because I just know that it's a very personal thing for me. But again, I also know that there might be some of you guys out there that'll relate to this situation of what I have going on with my mom, or maybe it's with your dad, or maybe it's with your sister, or maybe it's with a friend or whatever person in your life. But there might be a situation in your life where you feel like there is this person or this relationship that just really hurt you or kind of changed or affected who you were growing up. And so for me anyway, it came from that day that I I kind of saw life through her eyes, but with my own heart. I was able to see if I were her, all the little things that I would need to forgive myself for and almost was dazzled by how closely knitted it was to things that I even deal with, with myself, self-doubt, not feeling good enough, even just, you know, not feeling like you have a safe place to express your emotions, not feeling like you're able or capable to show love and have it, you know, sent back to you. And I think that those are just a few of the other big things that come from just, I guess, things that happen in your life that make it so that you become a closed off person and you become your own kind of safety version of yourself that keeps you protected to turn ourselves off, to turn cold, to put up our safety blankets, to put up our walls and build these walls so thick that no kind of hurt can ever get through. But to do so is also turning ourselves off from all the greatness in this world, from all the love in this world. 
and ultimately from ourselves. Because I think when we build those walls up, we keep ourselves from growing. We stop ourselves from being able to move past the box that we've put ourselves in. And so I'm learning to forgive myself in that sense, but also I'm learning how to unmute these things that I told myself don't matter or didn't affect me or are old news or are so far in the past that they don't mean anything anymore. I'm turning off the mute button and I'm allowing them to basically come forward. And a lot of the times they don't. There's times where I'm meditating and I'm like, hey, any emotions want to come up? And I'm just like, yeah, my emotion right now is that I'm freaking hungry. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to go make a sandwich. But then there's also days where I'm like, are there any emotions that want to come up? And something huge, like a tidal wave hits me where I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah. This emotion, really wants to be felt today. And I just do my best to feel it out in any way that I know how or can in that moment. Growing up, I got really, really good at almost kind of disciplining myself. When I would do something wrong, I would feel so guilty and basically reprimand myself in a way that I got really, really good at it. So, I mean, fast forward to the time that I was in my earlier 20s. I mean, I'm in my mid 20s now, so not that long ago, but I'm learning that I got so good at reprimanding myself that I basically made it nearly impossible for me to ever give myself any kind of wiggle room. I was always kind of expecting the worst out of myself, so I would discipline myself before I would even give myself the chance to mess up. And that made my life so rigid and just stuck, and I felt so choked by myself all the time because I thought that if I would give myself any lead way, if I gave myself any kind of breathing room that I would mess up, that I was prone to messing up, that I was born through messing up or like if I allowed myself the chance to, I probably would. And that became my norm to the point that like forgiveness, when it was brought to my attention, like have you, you know, ever felt proud of who you are? Have you ever felt, basically, have you ever allowed yourself to be happy for the things you've accomplished? Have you ever allowed yourself to forgive the things that you've maybe did wrong? And I was like, what are you talking about? Of course, I love my for my accomplishments or of course, I forgive myself for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what we're talking about now. Obviously, I'm going into a therapy session I had at one point. And um, it was basically brought to my attention where it was just like, no, like you just got really good at basically disciplining yourself to the point that you have no wiggle room. You have no ability to just be present and content with yourself. I. It was almost like I always had to be doing or else I wasn't doing enough. And that became my norm. If I allowed myself to stop and breathe for a moment, that was way too vulnerable. That was way too much of a chance or way too much of a likelihood that I could mess up, even though that was totally not the case. It was just this belief system I deeply ingrained in myself. I had become way too good at almost overcorrecting. And it got to a point that I felt like so, I guess, detached in a weird way from who I really was and attached to who I thought I was that I thought that the trip back to forgiving myself and feeling whole and content with myself was going to be so long and so hard that I didn't even know if I was going to be able to start. I was just like, it's almost easier to just continue to live my life this way. But it wasn't realistic. To live my life the way that I was would have meant that, yeah, it might be easier to live that way now, but how long will my life really last if I'm constantly berating myself this way or constantly choking away my relationship even with myself. It's a yo-yo process. There's days where, you know, I think that forgiving other people and forgiving yourself becomes really easy. And there's days where it's really hard. It's so hard to understand 
why things are happening or to understand why you even feel so much heavy weight over something. It's yo-yo. It's a dance. You move closer and some days you move further away. And some things are triggers that might put you back a few steps that you think, you know, you've moved past. But whether you're forgiving yourself or forgiving other people, the only way you can do so is if you trust in the optimistic point of view of not only other people, but this world. I think forgiveness might continue to get a little harder if we continue to stay as pessimistic as we can be across the globe. You know, I think that I don't want to say that the whole world is pessimistic because that's a pessimistic point of view in itself. I like to try and remain optimistic, but I think that we are constantly confronted with a lot of unsafe or triggering, you know, things that might make us feel like we constantly need to be in defense mode. And so that can make it really, really easy to be down on ourselves, to like I said, over-discipline ourselves so that we are constantly ready in case we're ever under attack or to not trust other people. And to live life that way is to choke away all of the joy that can come from life, all of the greatness that can come from life because we're constantly untrusting. We're constantly looking for attack, which means, I mean, if you listen to the whole like manifestation podcast episode, I think that what we align our energy with is what we will find. So if you're constantly thinking you're under attack and looking to be under attack and acting like you will be under attack, then odds are you're going to feel like it or find it a lot more in your life. And that's an issue in itself too that came for me when it came to forgiving myself is that it could be really, really hard to forgive yourself because a lot of the times, like I said, what does life look like when we stop making ourselves pay for things or we stop making other people pay for things is that we feel vulnerable. We feel like if we allow ourselves even an inch of happiness, it might get taken away. The rug might be pulled out from under our feet and we might fall back down and then we'll think, I should have known better. But again, what a pessimistic way to live in this life, you know? We need to learn how to trust ourselves without fear. And I know that to do so will make it easier for us to trust other people, but you don't have to go there yet. You don't have to make that step yet. You don't have to put all of your trust in other people. But I definitely think we all need to put all of our trust within ourselves so that it can be easier to trust other people. Reminding you that I said you don't have to forget when someone really does you wrong, especially multiple times in your life, you don't just need to forget and then completely trust that person again. I also think that it won't be an easy road if you're constantly untrusting of other people, but I definitely think you need to use common sense when it comes to forgiving others and then trusting them again. But make sure that you're always trusting of yourself. If you trust your intuition and you trust your gut feeling on things, then you won't have to always constantly live in fear that the rug is going to be pulled out from under your feet or that you need to constantly be on defense mode, including with yourself. And just know that whether you are forgiving somebody else or forgiving yourself, life will become a lot lighter and a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable when that weight is off your shoulders, when you allow all of those skeletons to clear out of your closet, when you make all of that space and all of that room for something new, when you align with a better, more optimistic energy, more better and optimistic things will come for you, I promise. But it can only come when we actually allow ourselves to digest this unfelt feeling, when we allow ourselves to 
go through the motions and go through the emotions that come from the wrongdoings that we may have faced in our life. And it's not easy and it's not an overnight process. It's like I said, one step closer to the water, one step closer to the water. And maybe some days you'll find yourself dropped right into the water. Maybe some days you don't even see the water around you at all, but that is okay. Like I said, it's a dance. It's a yo-yo. It's one day you feel great, one day you don't. And forgiveness is going to be like that because that is just how life is. But as long as you're working towards it and as long as you're allowing yourself the open mind to not only put yourself in other people's shoes, but also, like I said, put yourself in your own shoes and forgive yourself and trust yourself, then I think that we will allow ourselves to learn how to live and love without fear and will allow ourselves to forgive all of the wrongdoings in our life in order to set better examples for the future that we're trying to create. And know that you can do so without fear of how things might go wrong again or how people might do you wrong again because odds are that it probably will happen, but the better you get at forgiving, the better you get at letting these things go in future situations, which means that your rebound will happen a lot faster, which means you'll get back to feeling happier a lot sooner. And so thus, that is everything I have to say today about forgiveness. Now, I want to hear your guys' opinions, so definitely be sure to tweet or Instagram any thoughts opinions, advice, anything you guys want to say on the topic, whether you're forgiving someone else, whether you're forgiving yourself, or hey, even if you have something to say about the types of forgiveness that I'm currently working through, feel free to send it my way. And aside from that, I will talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye, guys.